Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, Pink Community. It's great to be here today. My name is Mark Fitzgerald, and today is the first of mini series that we will be putting out there over the next few months, which will just help you with some tips and tricks when it comes to property investing. So today, I'm just going to touch on how to find good trades and good builders in your area when you're looking at doing different projects. Now, some some people will be doing massive refurbishments. Other people's maybe just minor maintenances and stuff like that. But it's very important that you get to work with good builders, good maintenance companies and good people in general. And they can be very, very hard to find. We have to make sure that we tell them exactly what it is or show them on plans exactly what we want to have happen. We can't just expect people, even if they've been builders for a long, long time, they've got a really good track record to be able to read our minds and to be able to do things exactly the way that we want them done. So it is very, very important for us to make sure that we're working with the right people at the right time. So what is a good way to find good builders in your area? Well, first and foremost, what I would suggest is that you get yourself some sort of spreadsheet or something that you can actually start logging down the trades that you're looking for, your electricians, your plumbers, your builders, all of those different things, have them in categories. So if you are self-managing as well, this is great because you can call up on these different categories for whatever it is that you need. But obviously, if you're looking for refurbishments and stuff, it can also help you with timelines to be able to plan things out. So one of the great ways to find good tradespeople is by word of mouth. So realistically, it is asking family and friends, asking work colleagues, people who have maybe had some work done recently that have used specific companies that they recommend. Of course, you can go onto social media in local you know, Facebook groups or, or anything like that or forums and see if people have have been doing those things, there's a lot of WhatsApp groups out there for property investing as well. Just ask there for who people recommend. People, if they don't recommend somebody, will normally not say anything. But if they do highly recommend somebody, we'll let you know about it. And sometimes you won't be able to get those people. Why? Because they'll be so sought after that at the end of the day, you might have to wait months to get them in. So make sure that you're out there, you're talking to people and try and get in there as quickly as you can. Equally to that, if you know your area, when you are out and about in your area, look out for signs, look out for vans, look out for building work that is happening. And don't be afraid to stop, knock on a door and speak to them at the end of the day, because it's business. They will. They might be busy at that time. They might ask you to come back. If they do, respect that because people do have problems that you might have just walked in and they've got a major problem. But at the end, but just make sure that you go and you go and speak to these people as well. But have a look if you can. Some some uh, builders have actually welcomed me into uh, what they're doing and, and show me the sort of projects that they've been working on. Not everybody, but some of them have. And it's great to be able to walk in there to see if it looks like a car crash 
uh, you know, a building site looks like a building site at the end of the day, but does it look like it's an organized building site or does it look like it's a free-for-all uh, and things? So make sure that you're vigilant when you're driving around and make sure that you are okay to just go and start talking to people or take down their numbers or take a picture of their signs and get back to these people and start ringing them up. Of course, online is great as well, where you can use, you know, check a trade. Uh, AirTask is another very, very good one, particularly if you've got a certain specific task rather than a full development that you want doing. So let's say you took on a serviced accommodation and you wanted to get a load of furniture built because you bought all the furniture to make this nice. AirTask is brilliant to be able to go on. It's a bit like the fiber of uh, tradespeople. So you can go on there, you can put down, this is the job that I've won, and then the tradespeople on there will sort of almost bid for the work. You can pick who you want, looking at their reviews on AirTasker. And the beauty of that is you pay AirTasker. You don't actually pay the work or trades. And they don't get the money until it's done. So AirTasker will say to you, this was scheduled to happen today. Did it happen? Are you satisfied? Can we pay them? If you say no, they left halfway through and they haven't come back, Airtasker will take it up with them rather than you having to do so. As I say, it's great for tasks. It's not what you would do if you were doing an HMO conversion or anything like that. But it is a good one to have in the, in the back pocket to be able to look at. So make sure you are looking at online portals. But equally to that, Google the businesses. Google their names, check them out in company's house, make sure that the names of the people that say they're in charge are the people that are in charge and they are a legitimate company, a legitimate business. Uh, Google, as I say, their names, their businesses, see if anything comes back. Um, and it's just doing your due diligence on the builders that you're going to use. A lot of people do the due diligence on the properties but they never do proper due diligence on the people that they could potentially give thousands and thousands of pounds to, to renovate their properties. So make sure again, that you do that due diligence and that you are sure that you can get good trades people and have contracts. Okay. A lot of people don't need have a handshake and things like that. You want to have proper contracts with the builders, with the tradespeople, if they're doing a big development for you on what is expected and how payments are going to be. And that's a whole new episode on its own. At the moment, I'm just telling you how to get out boots on the ground to make sure that you can find decent tradespeople. And of course, as I've said before, you can find them online. You can find them walking around. You can find them by word of mouth. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are putting a list together. And I tend to have a green light on my list or a red light. So if I've used certain people and they've been good, it stays green. But if I've used them maybe a third time and they've let me down for whatever reason, they get a red mark on there. And if you get three red marks on my spreadsheet, you're done. You're gone. You're basically put at the bottom and you are somebody that we will not get in contact with. Have your own sort of traffic light system when it comes to these sort of things. Don't just let people or companies let you down all of the time because at the end of the day, it's business. We do not want to be letting people dictate to us when they can do stuff. Now, if they say they're going to do something and they can't do it for a legitimate reason, fair enough, we've all got lives. But if they are constantly letting you down, you need to be keeping a track of that and make sure that you're looking after the good ones. You're paying them promptly. Try and pay them before their invoices are due. Because 
we're all small businesses. We're all, you know, fighting to, to make a living. And we need to make sure that we are taking the right steps to look after each other. And if you pay people promptly and look after them, they're more inclined to look after you, even at the detriment of themselves. Martin Rappi was a man that I was chatting to recently. And he said to me that he goes with the developers that maybe he has to pay or builders, should I say, that maybe he has to pay a bit more money to uh, overall when they do a job for him. But then if he has a problem because of this, he normally holds a bit of the deposit back as well for a certain amount of time, but they'll come back and they'll fix any problems straight away. And they normally don't even charge him for it as well. So that's great advice from a guy that is a constant professional in the development world. So make sure that you're looking at social presence. Make sure you're talking to them as well. Don't be afraid to talk to these people. They're not always the easiest people to talk to, but you have to have that communication and go with your gut instincts. If something doesn't feel right, when you're talking to the builders, when you're talking to tradespeople, there's probably a good reason for that. Go with your gut instinct. Don't be desperate. Don't be a motivated, you know, buyer of tradespeople and things like that when it comes down to it. Because if they let you down, it could cost you more money in the long run. And don't always look for the cheapest options. You'll hear this all the time. As property investors, we want maximum profits. I appreciate that. Again, it's a business. But it's not always the best use of our time or money if we're having to go back ourselves to fix the smaller detail because they just didn't do a very good job in the first place. So make sure that they are competitive in their price. If they're undercutting everybody massively, that says to me that they're not very good. If a builder wants to charge you more and it's harder to get hold of, that's normally a good sign. Okay. So make sure that you go with your gut. Make sure that you're not just trying to scrimp and be cheap because at the, you, well, I was going to say, you can pay cheap, but you'll normally end up paying twice. So pay that little bit more and get it done with a sort of a guarantee on the work as well. So I hope that's helped you. I hope that's just given you a few ideas of things to look out for. That's what these little lives are for that I'm going to be putting into the community and things. So if you know of any other good tips on how to find good builders and how to find good tradespeople, please put it in the comment below because I'd be really interested to see what everybody else is, is using or doing to find this out. And let's help each other in this fantastic community, build and grow and learn more because that's what it's all about. I hope again, like I say, you've enjoyed this little episode. I've got plenty more coming with some great interviews as well, but we're going to be doing these little tips and tricks and just throwing these out there as well to help you in your property investing, the PIN community, and PIN itself is all about giving out knowledge. It's all about community and it's all about mindset. So until the next episode, you take care and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local property investors networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. And I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.